this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast late last month the adani group acquired an entity called vishwa pradhan commercial private limited or vcpl which held warrants convertible to 29.18% stake in ndtv as per sebi rules the adani group having exercised the option to convert the warrants into equity stake made an open offer to acquire 26% shares from public shareholders offering rupees 294 a piece on the date of the announcement the shares were trading on the bsc at about rupees 370 it is unlikely that any ndtv shareholder would have tendered their share at a discount to the market price if there was no visibility to gaining majority control over the media firm why did the adani group move to acquire the 29% stake to give us a view on the road ahead as the two battle it out we have deepak shenoy founder and ceo of capital mind and investment research and wealth management company welcome mr shenoy thank you for sparing your time we appreciate it thanks so much bharat great great to be here i see that you had put out a video for your investors and there you would mention that there is a little bit of history to this transaction going back to say i think 2007 when ntv had to borrow to buy back stake that investor general atlantic had held can you throw some light uh, on this please yeah so bharat what happened was there was an investment in ntv by general atlantic and there was a complicated transaction that was happening in the uk and it was very complex at the time but uh, essentially general atlantic wanted to sell they had about 7 or 8% of the company and uh, this money that was supposed to be uh, you know you know they wanted to sell they could have sold the stock in the open market but the promoter the roys they uh, decided to buy that stake from general atlantic and in the process because of sebi rules they had to announce an open offer that open offer was at 439 rupees per share or something like that because the stock was uh, relatively at a high level now uh, when people tendered their shares obviously the money had to be paid about 500 crores was borrowed by the roys uh, in order to finance these this open offer and a bunch of other things in effect what uh, they had done is eventually i think they owed about 350 crores first to india bulls and then to icici bank in 2009 uh, after the two years after this acquisition thing take place now in this process there's been a massive uh, drop in the market 60 65% and ntv stock has taken a beating it's at 130 rupees so obviously the shares that they bought at 449 rupees are obviously down 65 70% at the 130 levels so they don't have enough collateral really to make up and pay the loan and the loan was at 19% interest per year to icici bank so instead uh, they needed a rescue effort because otherwise they would have had to kind of you know they would probably have to sell their entire holding in order to make up for the loan so what happened was they looked for uh, someone to help support them uh, reliance industries limited uh, through a multi layer step step down uh, subsidiary uh, there was this company called vcpl that was effectively owned by reliance industries and this company effectively paid the roys but they didn't pay the roys directly they paid a company that was owned by the roys that company was called rrpr rr is radhika roy pr is pranoy roy which is their names and rrpr holdings they paid that company the money that company used the money to pay back this massive loan to icici bank 
but the loan was given at a 0% interest rate so effectively reliance gave a loan at 0% interest rate. now reliance is not you know financially that stupid so they would actually not give out loans at 0% unless there was something else involved and the something else that was involved at the time was whatever shares rrpr owned of ndtv itself was uh, in this rrpr holdings limited company uh, the Roy's themselves own 32% separately, 16% each, I think, separately from uh, this other holding. They own 32%, but that was not affected. It was the 26% sitting in uh, RRPR holdings that could have been easily acquired because the way it works is RRPR holds it. And as long as Radhika Roy and Pranay Roy control RRPR, that means they own majority stakes in RRPR, they are effectively the owners of that 26%. But what would happen as a result of uh, basically a one-way street in the sense Reliance uh, Reliance's subsidiary called VCPL, they could simply say, listen, it's time, we're going to take over RRPR. Then the RRPR's ownership goes to VCPL, which is the Reliance company at the time. And then Reliance effectively would have owned that 26% of uh, NDTV. This was the situation for the last 15 or 14 years. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Again, for the benefit of our listeners, the way this was structured was the loans were given to RRPR by VCPL in exchange for warrants that could be converted to equity, right? Yes, it was, it was basically saying, uh, listen, I'm going to take this warrant and this warrant can convert into 99% holding off. That means you have to issue new shares. So if you have 100 shares, you have to issue me, say, 10,000 new shares. So I will be the owner of 10,000. You will be the owner of 100. So technically, I own 99% of the company. And therefore, I now control this RRPR. So that was the warrant that allowed VCPL to convert into more shares of RRPR. So yeah, so the next part, I think it became interesting because all of these are holding companies, right? RRPR is a holding company, it doesn't have business of its own. VCPL is another holding company, it doesn't have business of its own. VCPL itself was sold by the, uh, by the Ambani's in 2012 or so. By that time, the loan had gone up to 400 crores. They'd taken another 50 crores at some point in time. And uh, the original agreement said within three years, from 2009 to 2012, we will try to find a buyer for NDTV. They couldn't do so. And RRPR uh, Holdings then, you know, continue to be the promoter of NDTV. Uh, Ambani, uh, I mean, effectively Reliance Industries, owned uh, this VCPL company. They sold the VCPL company to another entity which is related to Mahindran Hatta and who's kind of related to uh, Himachal Futuristic, which is another company. They're very close to uh, Reliance Industries themselves. So that was the first transition. In 2022, this um, other company that effectively owned VCPL sold that VCPL entity to Adani Enterprises or something that is effectively Adani Enterprises. It's the Adani's media company called AMG or something. Now that VCPL is owned by the Adanis, they said, well, it's time for us to exercise the warrants that were in limbo for the last 13 years. We exercise it and we take over, uh, we're going to take over RRPR. That's where the situation stands now, because what has happened is they have, they have said, you need to issue us those massive number of shares that will allow us to therefore control RRPR. We will take that RRPR holding and basically because we are now indirect owners of NDTV shares, we'll make an open offer to all NDTV shareholders to buy uh, shares from them at 294 rupees per share. 
the share price currently is i think 400 or so so i don't think anyone will tender any shares in the open offer but that's where we are uh, it's an interesting point that's actually something that if you look at it uh, looking back the roys effectively got a 350 crore loan at 0% to me that sounds like a purchase because nobody gives loan at 0% and gave away the ownership of rrpr which is 26% which owns 26% of ntv they had sold it in 2009 it's just that the person that sold it to further on sold it to adani and now adani gets the ownership and that's where we are okay so given what you said you wouldn't call it a hostile takeover uh, because um, in the shoes of uh, the promoters of ndtv the roys in their minds they'd already uh, set apart 26% for whichever entity happens to own the cpl at any point in time yeah it's like if you sell your car to me and then i sell my car to someone who's your arch enemy does that make it a hostile takeover of you i don't think so because essentially it was not hostile in the first place so it was not a takeover because the person did uh, the adani does not have ownership rights of more than 50% or he is not even trying to get more than 50% all he'll get is 26 and because he's made an open offer at 30% less than the market price he doesn't intend to take over the company otherwise he would have offered more that's interesting so uh, what is your view as to why the adani group is doing this because there's no control it's interesting also because the reliance um, group which could have converted these warrants at a point in time prior to the adani transaction at any point uh, you know since 2012 uh, they haven't done so if had they done then they would have had a shot at owning uh, ndtv along with an open offer etc Uh, they already own cnbc tv 18 so their media business could have grown they didn't do that adani group seems to come in and take over 29.18% that vcpl owns uh, in ntv but is making an open offer which nobody if so if i had an ntv share i wouldn't tender my share because uh, as we speak that is as of september 1st uh, the stock exchange tells us the bsc sensex bsc tells us that 490 rupees is the rate for an uh, you know a single ntv share so at 294 nobody would ideally tender their share so the adani group would not have majority control so what do you think is happening you know people are like the acquirers the new acquirer is looking at sometime in the future maybe through a creeping acquisition maybe when the time is opportune they will take over what what do you think is going on so i mean you can't figure out what is actually going on but what it's clearly is not is is not a way to take over the company they loan 29% like you said of ndtv because they made an offer for less they will probably only own 29 now what didn't what does 29% give them now uh, 29% effectively is greater than the threshold of 26% that is required to do something called block uh, special resolution so if there are special resolutions at ndtv a company can have two kinds of resolutions that have to be approved by all its shareholders as an or a majority of the shareholders one is an ordinary resolution where the majority means 51% that means half of the people of the owners of the company say i mean 51% by by ownership uh, say um, yes and it's going to happen uh the second is a special resolution where you have a, a special kind of business they they it's called that but where what happens here is you need 3x more yeses than nos so that means if you have five nos uh, five shares saying no you need 20 shares sorry 15 shares saying yes in order for that resolution to pass and that's what's called a special resolution a lot of things happen uh, in special resolutions which is like promoter compensation certain acquisitions certain fundraising approvals and so on. this will not 
I mean, if Adani is against what NDTV has to do, it may, it can actually block those special resolutions, but it can't take over the company. It can't say, well, now you know what, I'm going to block everything, please appoint me instead. The Roy's continue to own 32%, so they can block, they, they can effectively block someone else from taking over in that sense. But it's interesting because um, this might be a reason why the Reliance to Reliance didn't take over. Reliance took over Network 18 because it got, got to own roughly 100% of the company. Uh, it was amicable in the sense that uh, Raghav Bell got a settlement and he was he was uh, he was out of the company. In this case, these current promoters of NDTV, which is uh, the Roy's, they continue to own 32%. So they can successfully block anything. Even if somebody got got in and got the other 68% in their favor, they would still own 32%, which means they could still block a considerable amount of operations or merger of a company or a change in certain things and so on. So this uh, gives them a lot more power than perhaps Raghav Bell had in Network 18. And therefore, there may be this uh, circumspect thing that says, well, you know what, instead of going down the hostile route, I'll just follow protocol, which is maybe requires me to make an offer, open offer, let me make it. But then maybe uh, work with the founders to try and figure out what can be done or just be there in a position of we own these shares and we can block any future activity that is not in our favor. And uh, therefore, uh, you know, uh, at some point, everybody has to come on the negotiating table. I think that might be it. It's also, you know, the Roy's are 73 plus years old. At some point, they will want to transition the business out. And the question is to whom if it uh, goes away to an entity that is uh, I mean in the media the media itself is very fragmented uh, so if somebody had to buy this company they would have bought it by now it was uh, cheap for a very very long time uh, and any deal like that would have happened already but I think none of those deals have actually happened so a lot of things can come in there I don't know what the equation is that Radani is thinking of I don't know what the Roy's are thinking of but all I can say is this is just the beginning of the game and the rest of it is still on the chess game is still on excellent that was very insightful and uh, so technically uh, the you know even though the warrants have been converted to equity the shares actually are yet to be allocated to the Adani group and uh, NTV has come forward and said, look, we cannot do that because we are barred by SEBI for a period of uh, three years ending November 26, uh, 2022. And they have been barred from uh, dealing in securities by the SEBI. And you're saying even if the SEBI rules in favor of uh, NDTV promoters, because both parties have approached the SEBI for clarity, uh, even if that happens, it's only a matter of a couple of more months. And then by November, the transaction has to happen and the 29% will be owned by Adani. Would that be an accurate uh, reading? Well, uh, you see, the Roy's are old players in this. They have earlier at some point been actually accused and somebody, there was a whistleblower letter that actually said that they had uh, used political influence to even harass tax officers. This is 2012. So it is not like they will give up that easily. So I don't believe that things are, you know, uh, so clear right now. The latest in this whole thing is apparently they have now said the income tax department has told them not to transfer the shares. It just means it will delay the process. Adani, of course, is an old hand at this. They they know how to play the system as well. So they will go down the route of saying, listen, you said SEBI. No, I mean, SEBI won't allow it. 
I'll get an opinion from SEBI that says they will allow it and it makes sense. Why would SEBI block a third party entity when they have only censured the promoters of NDTV for insider trading in 2020 uh, and that anyways those the block on doing any such thing would get over by November 2022 and now there's an income tax thing so they will try a lot of the technicalities legalities and play the whole thing as much as they can until of course you know uh, either the courts rule uh, in favor of one party or the other so i think you know uh, they it will not be that easy and you know they don't have to do anything the company rrpr has to issue new shares so they don't have to sell any shares to the adanis they effectively lose control because the company called rrpr is going to issue so many shares to vcpl that vcpl is the de facto owner uh, or controller of rrpr itself so it's a transfer of ownership by issuing new shares not by transferring what they currently own okay Sorry, just to go back to your earlier point on owning 29%, the Adani is owning 29% and uh, not necessarily acquiring more stake, but being there to block any particular transaction at the board level that they think does not suit their interest. Uh, would that also mean appointment of board members, appointment of chairman, if I'm not mistaken, I think both the Roy's are co-chairpersons uh, on the board of NDTV. So would those appointments also come under challenge if there is hostility between the two parties? If it's an ordinary resolution, then no. So um, I think promoters' compensation might be a special resolution, but uh, the appointment itself of a director or uh, uh, something like that would be an ordinary resolution. Now, there is, of course, there's a, there are a couple of FIIs, foreign institutional investors, whose only other, uh, at least one of them, has only Adani shares, Adani company shares, as their other holdings. So it's possible that that company may be friendly to Adani. That company owns 9%. So this 29% plus 9 is 38. That might be what they control. And given they're not going to get any uh, enthusiasm in the open offer, you might actually just see uh, 38% or so owned by the Adanis, which is still not enough for them to say, well, we're a majority, we can take over, we can appoint people to the board because they'll have to get 50% plus in their favor. And in almost all cases people vote with management they don't vote with a third party unless that third party is um, you know significantly experienced and you know can bring a great strategic addition to the table why would you go against the promoter uh, who's currently controlling that company instead why i mean if a, per- a person wants to really run the company why don't they just pay up a higher amount take over the company and then run it the way they want to so People will most likely, uh, the non-biased investors in this case, anyone who's not Adani or NDTV, Roy's, uh, might actually uh, vote in favor of the Roy's uh, in any kind of a co- you know, shareholder battle or shareholder voting battle. So yeah, now we have to note here carefully that there's not much institutional interest in this company. It's mostly been these 9% FII, which is quote-unquote friendly to Adani, if you may. Or there are very few. There's very little interest from mutual funds also. So I don't think this will be an institutional battle. You'll have the, all the voting and all that stuff will happen to the broad public. Okay. And uh, looking back, the media environment itself, uh, it, this doesn't seem something that's new. Uh, you did mention TV18 Network, where there was an amicable settlement between the acquirer and the promoter. But we've also seen uh, Z and uh, Sony. Um, And I I noticed that you're 
also mentioned in your video that this is not debt of the company itself in question, but debt that the promoters had taken on. So any parallels that you see with Z or even uh, uh, the TV18 network uh, transactions? Well, the parallels are simple. You've taken money that you can't repay. Okay. That, that would be the promoters, right? It's not the uh, media company itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The media company itself is not indebted in any meaningful way. There, there is actually a problem in the sense that uh, the promoters themselves were indebted. So it was the same thing with Z. Z has no debt. But uh, Z's promoter, which is Vash Chandra and his company's SL, the SL group, uh, the private promoter group had a lot of debt. That was what their trouble was. Raghav Bell was indebted on his own, not so much otherwise. Okay. Very interesting. Anything else you think you would have liked to have dwelt on any gaps that I might have had in my questions, sir? Oh, well, I think gap, uh, you know, the, the problem here is that promoter indebtedness was the problem. The, the promoters borrowed too much money and then they had to pay it back, they had to find a white knight, all that stuff. This is a pretty dramatic uh, point where when you are over leveraged, you lose your property. That's how the situation always works in real life. If you borrow too much to buy an expensive house, at some point you can't pay it back, they'll take the house. That's what's happened over here. They didn't take all of the house. They took part of his house, but say half of it. But essentially, that's what's happened. I don't think the outrage is meaningful here because it was the promoter that got themselves in trouble in the first place. Once you're in trouble, how does it matter who it is that's on the other side of rescuing you from that trouble or, you know, so you've already sold the company 13 years back. It doesn't make any sense to kind of say, oh, no, I didn't sell it 13 years back. You can't say, you can't go back and undo that 400 crore loan you took 15 years ago. So given that, I don't think there's any cause for major outrage from a corporate point of view. Yeah, you can have an outrage from a political point of view, from a point of view of saying, you know, oh man, these corporates want to own all these media companies. Yeah, yeah that's for worth outraging, different argument. But uh, the problem is if the media company was all holy, the holier than thou, then why did the promoter have to borrow 500 crore rupees in 2009 to finance uh, what was effectively a higher personal stake in this company. I, I can't think of this as, I can't feel very sympathetic towards this either. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Shin. I really appreciate it. Your um, uh, insights were uh, you know, absolutely spot on as usual. Really appreciate your uh, spending time with us. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Bharat, and all the very best. Thank you. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.